Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. <laughs> yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny. And the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I am joined by my co-host and habitué de Teatro Musical, Nick and Ryan. You can follow them on Twitter at HalfShackCap. And I know I hear you already <laughs> over there going, what? <laughs> yeah, I did it in French, Nick. You don't know me. <laughs> at Half Shack Cap and at DC Nat Shack. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. How y'all doing? I, that threw me for a loop. I mean, I yeah, yeah. French. Thought, hey, it, all I can say is at least you're prepared this week. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah, look at that. That is a and nice I, change of pace. It's a change of pace kind of week. Yeah, it certainly is. And I need to start off and get something off my chest because I had a day. <laughs> all right. So, All right, let's hear it. I like a good rant. I'm prepared. Yeah. So you're going to get a little bit serious, Nick, here for a second, which I know people don't like. I like to keep it lighthearted, but here we go. So I coach a 13U team, and uh, we had a doubleheader today. And, I mean, it's, what, 93 degrees outside. It's hot, muggy, whatever. 
Um, and in the first, so the doubleheader, first inning in the first game, uh, we were the away team. Um, so uh, the bottom of the first inning, uh, guy on second base, and it's like a one-two count. I call a high fastball for my guy. Catcher flashes the glove up, and, and the third base coach for the other team goes, hey, watch the high fastball. And you're like, what the heck? Like, Obviously, people know, aside from the batter, that a high fastball is coming. That's why you give the glove sign or whatever. But you should know it's kind of bush league to, to call out to your batter, hey, a high fastball is coming, whatever. Next pitch, uh, naturally, he lays off because it's a high fastball. So 2-2, two, two, next pitch, I call a curveball. Guy on second base says, hey, watch the off speed. So this is two times in a row. So I'm like what the heck? So I say something to the umpires. I was like, are you kidding me? But nothing really came of it. We go on. Um, we lose the first game like 10-8. Uh, second game, we're winning 6-4. This is a, we're the home team this time. So if they don't score, we win um, and whatnot. So 6-4, guy on second base. I'm like paying attention this time. And rather than saying something, he motions like with his arms, kind of like, you know, uh, what a like a referee, a football referee does when um, like a field goal is good, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Not not quite like above his head, but he, he motions like that. So I tell my pitcher to step off and then I call a curveball. Well, now instead of putting his arms up, he puts them out to the side. So clearly he's relaying signs from second to home. So naturally, I paused the game, go to the umpire, and uh, umpire knew it right away what I was going to talk about. He calls the other coach over, and the other coach has the audacity to say, like, I can't, he'd, like, try to call me out for something. I was like, really, you're stealing signs at 13U, and you're going to try to come at me, and there's a whole big thing, but point being, okay, so one, I'm aware sign stealing is legal, like, completely fair game. It is, like, if you catch signs from second base, you're more than, like, it's fair game to relay them to the hitter. I completely understand that. However, this is 13U baseball, and Ryan, you may be able to attest to this too. When I was playing 13U baseball or just baseball in general at that age, it was not that serious. Parents, coaches, whoever nowadays are taking, like, young baseball more and more seriously, which isn't all bad. Like, if you drive it towards player development, it's great. But if you drive it towards only winning games and cheating to get ahead, like that team did today, that's where I have a problem with it. And it just does not feel good when, like in my case, my team battled all day to have it undermined by a lack of sportsmanship and a lack of focus on player development and on the players in general to win a meaningless game on July 12th. Yes, I would have loved to win those games, but ultimately I, I, I just want my guys to get the work in. I want them to get practice. I want them to get better. I want them to make their high school teams next year. I don't care if we win one or two games of a doubleheader on a Sunday in July. It doesn't matter to me. But you get other coaches that all they care about is winning, and they're actively teaching their guys to relay signs. And again, if it's even a high school varsity team, if that happens – that's fair game. Your guys are old enough at that age to know, hey, I need to mix up my signs, mix up my looks and whatnot. I understand that, but this is 13U baseball, especially after coming out 
three months of COVID, like COVID restricting what we do. Like, come on, man. It just, I had to get it off of my chest. I'm still worked up about it. I just got home like an hour ago, so still fresh. Yeah, but. man, that sucks. And what did the umpire do? So the umpire, the reason he, so he like knew it was going on, but he can't do anything unless I bring it up to him. So again, it was first thing in the first game. I recognized it and I, they, they switched it up on me. So rather than you know, like, I guess speaking it out loud, they developed signs somewhere between the middle of the first game and the start of the second game. So, um, and, and we really didn't have those kind of situations. There wasn't many runners on second base after that point and whatnot. Um, so we didn't really encounter that going forward. So after you made the, if you said something to the ump, what happened after that? So, um, I, of course, naturally they stopped until they were losing because we were the better team. Um, so the umpire calls the other guy over. And again, technically it's not illegal, but this is NVTBL. This is literally, there's a clause in the rules about sportsmanship. Like the umpire, it's up to the umpire to determine whether a lack of sportsmanship is is present between the teams or coming from one team or whatnot. So he basically did his, oh, like this is a warning. Like we've identified you're stealing signs and it's not against the rules, but it, it goes against our clock or whatever of sportsmanship. So naturally the, the coach is like, oh, well, I had no idea. I'll talk to my guys. And then, so the very I had no idea. So is right. this team called the Astros? I just have to know. Well, yeah. That, that they they had no segue. idea that what they were doing was Right, wrong. that was my segue back, back to the podcast. But, like, I mean, even the next inning, right? So naturally my guys are all worked up because I'm just – I got in a shouting match with the other coach and we got in each other's face. So my guys are all worked up. Their third baseman, the like, the next turn of the inning, was like, you guys got blown out the first game. I mean, I didn't realize 10-8 was a blowout. Um, he's like, you guys got blown out the first game. It's not even illegal. Like, shut up. And I was like, oh, really? So you just confirmed it in front of God and everyone? Like, come on, how how smart are you? Well, right. and you know what's sad is that that kid is talking trash because his coach made him think that it was okay. Right. And Yes, thank you, Amanda. And, and that's my point. Like, all in all, yes, it, it's legal, but you're teaching the, these kids the wrong way to play the game. And more specifically, if you want to apply it to a larger scale – you're teaching them they have to cheat to get ahead or that cheating to get ahead is acceptable. If you're not, like we always joke and say, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But again, this is the major leagues, right? These, it's are, a yeah, these are kids. These are kids. And that's my point. Uh, I mean, again, just I'll leave it at that. But that that was fresh. I had to get it off my chest. Well, that's that sucks. Yep. So long day. How was your week, guys? My week was splendid. Um, was it because of Prosecco? Why was your week? Why was your week splendid? <laughs> no, I mean Prosecco makes everything better. But I started watching Supermarket Sweep. Um, I'm an absolute oh. sucker for a game show. Absolutely loved it. Um, big, big game show guy. So I've been watching that. There's not a lot of money in it, so I don't know if I'd ever go on it. Um, if it ever comes back, you know more of a Price is Right kind of guy. Um, mm. I finished this I'm huge a Family paper. Feud guy. Oh, love yeah, Family, family feud. feud is love good. Love Family Feud. Finished this huge paper I've been writing on, working on. Um, it's 
been a pain in the ass to write because it's on the toxicity toxicity and of the characteristics of the absorption <laughs> levels of mercury. It's been miserable. Um, and then also I'm getting a cat. So life is solid for me. Wow, that's big news. You're going to be a dad. I know. I know. Cat daddy. I'm a cat daddy. <laughs> cat daddy. <laughs> when do you get the cat? Well, that's cool. When Wednesday at noon. Oh, nice. So just a couple days away. Yeah, he's getting neutered tomorrow, and then Tuesday is oh, his recovery R. day. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, Poor guy. Well, yeah. Poor yeah, Sam I for suppose, the homie. But if you've ever had an unneutered male cat spray anything you own, you will know that getting oh, neutered no, is the right thing for everyone. Smell of an unneutered male cat, the, sp- the smell of them marking their territory is one of the worst smells of all time. And I've been right, inside of a morgue. You can't get rid of it forever. It's permanent. No, it, once it's it touches insane. something, you just have to burn the room. You can't, you can't fix that. Well, somebody in my neighborhood is setting off fireworks again. Sure. So hey. apology. There's explosions happening outside my window. Fourth of July month, I guess. It sounds like it's like literally outside my window. I think it's my next door neighbors. Can you guys hear that? No. <laughs> okay, good. Good. <laughs> So um, my week was busy. I missed last week. I think I know you guys mentioned because I have a brand new baby niece. Her name is Sophie, and she's the cutest thing in the world. She is my brother's sixth child. So he's got you beat, so, Matt. So you need to adopt another I one. know. No, 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 no. He can win. Fine. Fine. So he's got six, and I've got five, and my sister has two. So family okay. dinners are a little crazy. I just slack. Yeah. She's just fine with that. Hers are teenagers. She's like, y'all do what y'all want to do. I'm good over here. <laughs> uh, so it's about a time for her, her surprise. Right, exactly. Had, That's right? what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> surprise is fine. You can't say accident after they're born. You have to say surprise. Those are the rules. Anyway, so, yeah, there's that. And then I've just been super busy, very busy with work. I had a um, an unfortunate thing happen to me that um, turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Are you guys ready for this story? So I've been doing a lot of grocery store ordering, right, because I never go into the grocery store anymore. So I did a Walmart grocery pickup because out here in Winchester, we have super Walmarts with grocery stores. I don't know if you all have that where you are. (laughs) But um, so I go to pick up my groceries, and they had substituted my Oreo cookies for golden Oreo cookies. And so, you know, naturally I was distraught by this turn of events. But I ate them anyway because Oreos are Oreos, and it turns out, they're better than the regular Oreos. That's right. I said it. The golden Oreos are better. Than Hot the take. Oreos. Hot take. I agree. What the oh. heck? I agree. Ryan I and I agree I... on something. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're better. They're better. And they're sweeter. to take Ryan. this a step further, I have a recipe for a cheesecake made with golden Oreos as the crust. And part of the filling and the crumbs on top. And I'm making it on Tuesday. So I will report back next week. I love cheesecake. Cheesecake is destroy the the dark side. Join them. Only a Sith. (laughs) No, you don't understand the power of the dark side. You're my brother, Ryan. I love (laughs) you. You were the chosen one. (laughs) Oh, we're really taking this. We're just going with this. Oh, man. (laughs) I will be. I will be the one that says regular Oreos are king, king status. Have you tried I will say, the golden Oreos? 
I think I had one or two and I did not like them. I didn't I never bought mm-hmm. them. It was just when they were available. I will say that Oreo thins, very dangerous. I can oh, garbage. Those. Oreo thins are garbage. Dump no, I know, but I'm, I'm just on a like a health kick thing. If I could pick like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I oh, love yeah. the idea that Oreo Thins are healthy. <laughs> okay, well, I need my, thin. my little cheap things, so I hey, that's I right. Out. Yeah, it just you don't sacrifice the good for the sake of the perfect. You know, it's right. better than the double stuff. Exactly, but I was gonna say if I had my choice, double stuffed completely the way to go. Yeah, but you know the mega stuff, not good. Too much. The ratio much. is off. It's too much. Too much. It's exactly. too much. You know, it's not ratio technically double. Yes, I do know that, but actually, I think double yeah. may even be too much. But the mega is not—it's not right. It doesn't—it just doesn't work for me. Double yeah, stuff is the way to go. It's way too much when you think about it just being so much lard. <laughs> yeah, I love yum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that seems like just about enough Oreo content, probably for one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about baseball? Baseball. How about a week in review, Ryan? Oh, yes. before we do that, let me just uh, introduce, I should have introduced this at the top, cut a lead with this. This is our awards prediction episode. So we'll have our week in review and talk about a couple of other topics, and then we will do our awards predictions for the season. So Ryan, hit us up with the week in review. Yes, so baseball is slowly coming back. There have been some minor hiccups that have the potential to become major disasters, and it was the week of awful takes. Early in the week, Mike Trout talked about how he is still uncertain if he is going to be playing this season. Um, His wife expecting a baby, and Mike Trout said the thought of not being there for his wife and missing the birth of his child and the potential of having to be two weeks without seeing his child and being there to help his wife Um, would be extremely sad and hard for him. To which a Philly Beat reporter said, and I quote, God forbid Mike Trout is sad. The week was just beginning because Buster Posey announced that he is opting out this week. Um, He and his wife are adopting preemie twins, and to protect them, he is opting out and deciding to stay home this year. To which another base reporter said, and I quote, Is this the first dark stain on Posey's resume? I'm not going to say he is a hero for opting out because he's not. He's not there for his teammates. Gotta love beat reporters. You know, it's a good question. Does someone love their family too much? Michael Kopech also opted out, and his pitching coach is concerned about his timetable for return with so many delays in his rehab program from Tommy John. The next time he will be on the mound will be almost three full seasons from when he had Tommy John surgery. MLB expects there to be many more opt-outs as the season goes on. Teams cancel practices while being delayed on test results, MLB has added a second lab to help speed things up. The Royals had a rather large COVID scare as a player who felt perfectly fine went to practice one day. The next day, he woke up feeling ill, and he tested positive for COVID. This shows a massive flaw in the testing program and the concerns that MLB needs to figure out if a season is going to be successful. 
is there are delays in testing and showing of symptoms. They need to get used to this. The Diamondbacks and other teams have been using their own labs instead of MLB designated labs to speed things up. Araldis Chapman also announced that he has tested positive for COVID. The Major League Baseball umpire union is distancing itself from Joe West after he said, and I quote, I am not worried about umpiring because I know in my heart of hearts that 130,000 people did not die from this virus. Who would have guessed that Joe West is an idiot off the field also? The Blue Jays announced that Vlad Jr. will be playing first base and DH. He will no longer be a third baseman. The Blue Jays also announced that players have been told if they are violating the ballpark bubble agreement, they are facing a $750,000 fine as well as jail time. That's how you get people to listen. I like that. To the Nats, Juan Soto, Victor Robles, and Howie Kendrick are among the players who have not yet reported to camp. Soto and Robles are currently on self-isolation after they came in contact with a positive player. Major League Baseball sent two planes down to the Dominican Republic to retrieve all staff and players. They did not test any players beforehand. They did not symptom check. Now, MLB is contact tracing and trying to stop a potential outbreak on their hands because of their own fault. Eric Thames said he is lonely at first base, but he does think a season will happen but it is going to take a lot of work from everyone involved. Mike Rizzo said the league needs to figure out the testing quick as the entire season is depending on that, to which Rob Manfred said Rizzo was being insubordinate in his comments. The Nationals will open the season against the Yankees. Time slots for all three games suggest that each game is going to be nationally broadcasted, so that means no FP until late Maybe even early uh, August. I don't know the schedule. I can't remember. This has been your Week in Review. Please support black-owned businesses and keep wearing a mask. Just because you're bored doesn't mean COVID is gone. So let me ask you guys this. Earlier, a couple of episodes ago, I don't remember how long exactly, um, we were talking about whether or not a season will start or finish. Mm-hmm. Are you guys have you have you changed your opinion about how likely it is that they're going to be able to pull this off after everything that's so, happened this week? Of the three of the three sports that are back, I think Major League Baseball has the highest issue of concern and the likelihood of being canceled because of travel. The whole yeah. travel aspect is going to have a whole different level to it. And, like, they're doing a good thing. They are regionalizing their schedule, but you're still going to have to get on train. You're still going to have to get yeah. on a plane, and that's recycled It's still air. happening in 30 cities. It's, it's still, yeah, I mean. Yeah, um, and the bubbles even, who knows if they can manage. I mean, soccer is having issues within their bubble, which is in Orlando, the same place where basketball is about to start back up. But I, I just don't see how they're going to be able to handle it. And, and you already can see that you know, one positive player and they have to cancel practice? Like, what happens when there's games going on? You cancel That's games? When are you going to make them up? You don't have any, off, hardly any off days. Like, I just don't see how it's going to work. Like, I don't think MLB execs fully understand that there is a delay in everything with this disease. 
you'll come in contact with it. You're not going to show symptoms for a while. Like you can test po negative for the third straight day, but the very next day you can become positive and you're contagious that entire time. And that's what mm -hmm. kind of worries me because we're seeing a lot of issues with the testing. Granted, it's a lot better to have these issues with testing now, but maybe Major League Baseball should have focused more on the health aspect instead of trying to figure out maybe. how the owners can make money. Like, in, yeah. like the NBA created their entire own city. That's more than likely going to work because no one's coming in and out. NHL is doing the same thing. Baseball, you're going to 30 different markets. There's a lot more room for error and a lot more risk. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Has your opinion changed at all? Uh, I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, they're definitely going to get to, what, July 23rd, so about 10 days away. So we're going to get that opening day, but I can't guarantee. Obviously, no one can, but I don't even think we get much further than that. The fact that teams, like Ryan said, like the Diamondbacks and I can't remember who else, but the fact that they're already looking for their own team personal <laughs> kind lab. of an indictment of uh, the yes. MLB setup. Exactly. Like the MLB clearly doesn't have their stuff together. Uh, everyone knew that considering of how the negotiations went. It was never about the COVID protocols and keeping no, players it's like safe. This it was just always like about the throwaway CBA. topic. Like once right. we figure out the money then we'll we'll take care of it. Like how are you gonna take care of it? It's a it's a damn pandemic. Like right. yes, I don't know. <laughs> it was always but you know what I can't all... figure out is with the testing, like there are rapid tests available. Like you know, my brother and his wife just had a baby, and they had to have a COVID rapid test when they go to the hospital. So like you get there, and they take you into a room, and they do like a 15-minute rapid test to make sure you're negative before they let you up to the labor and delivery area. So that if you ha if you test positive, they can take you someplace else to like an isolation wing. You know, so like that technology exists. <coughs> And maybe there's, I don't know, maybe there's not enough of it for well, everybody or something. Well, not, I don't know what the difference is. But. They're not going to give that to sports league when exactly. the hospitals need it. Like, right. MLB, well, right, but is there, is it a shortage issue? I guess I don't know because well, if on, that technology exists, on why the national not stage, On the national stage, the labs are very worried that we're going to see a shortage because we're seeing insane spikes in states. And, like, the problem was when this first started is there was a worldwide shortage of the swabs for it. But now they can't keep up. So Major League Baseball is doing a different test where it's all through saliva. So these people are just spitting in a cup. Like, they're not getting nasal swabs. They're doing a completely different test. And the problem is getting it delivered to the labs because they're only picking one or two labs. So it's taking a couple of days. And the whole process is just kind of unnecessary. It can't work. It can't yeah. work if it's got days lag in results. It can't. And it, work. it can't. Yeah, it can't be as effective anyways. Just saliva <laughs> compared to like a brain swab. Well, like, saliva is very <laughs> brain like swab. Saliva is actually a really good tell for it because that's how a lot of it is spread. Gotcha. But those people just got to sit there and just like. Yeah, but I think you're so right in that it's not as effective. Like when you take a flu test, they don't just have you spit in a cup. They swab the back of your throat because yes, it's in saliva, but it's really in your throat. Right. So and that, I bet yeah, you, you're missing a lot of early tests where the viral load is still low by doing this spit in a cup test. So they're using not the best test. Yeah, exactly. And it's not fast enough. It's just I I remain well, convinced. No... I think yeah, we may have a beginning of the season, but I cannot imagine a world in which we finish the season. Yeah, like even with the tests that everyone gets, there's a lot of issues with it. There are a lot of faulty tests that were sent out. 
Um, and sometimes the nurses don't go far enough in there. But last point I'll make on this, I think the question is, how long do they get? It's just how many games do they get before they have to shut down? Well, this is a predictions episode. Give me a prediction. <laughs> that, that's fair. Thirty-five. Um, I. Thirty-five. I don't think it's that long. I think we get to the end of August because I think there's going to be a lot of oh no, we're fine, keep going, and it's going to take <laughs> something like monumental. Twenty games. I'm going twenty games. About three weeks. No, I can't. I don't think that would be enough, it'll about right. I mean. I would say late August, early September, um, and uh, before everyone's just like, you know what, this isn't worth it. So, um, and you know what really think. concerns me is that I think something bad is going to happen to cause it to have to be canceled. Like Probably. somebody's going to get really sick, or a, an umpire or a coach is going to get hospitalized, or worse, or somebody's family member is going to get sick and and maybe die. Like it's going to take something terrible happening before like, they decide it's not it. worth it because they want schools to open and they literally said 15,000 kids are going to die, but that's just part of life. So like, will something terrible happen actually cancel baseball where people I can be it like, will. it's but just 15,000. Just for litigation well, alone. The yeah, the difference is these are adults that can opt out. It's hard for a right. kid to opt out of school. Well, no, but like the, well, the you know, I'll tell there, you, I read an article that a lot of parents yeah. you know, I see are saying, signing right? their yeah. kids up for the online learning right now. They're doing that. Like K-12 is basically like the same curriculum you get at school, but it's offered online, and that's been around for years. And they're overwhelmed right now. I was reading an article yesterday that they're getting just inundated with requests from parents to get their kids signed up because they don't oh, want to send on. them back to school. Yeah, I mean, kids are gross. Schools are overcrowded. I wouldn't send my kid there. All right. Yeah. Kids are gross. Can confirm. Question for you guys. <laughs> Who's going to be the first player to dispute a positive test result claiming a tainted sample, and why is it Ryan Braun? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's clearly going to be someone on the Mets. Anything weird that happens this year is going to be the Mets. Aubrey Huff. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I cracked it funny. <laughs> yeah, I made myself laugh. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I'm just worried that something bad is going to happen. And as much as I love baseball, and I'm glad we're going to have baseball games to watch, like I feel it's perfectly, it's perfectly fine to feel both excited for baseball and anxious about what. Sure coming because I do think bad things are going to happen and if somebody gets hurt or God forbid dies from this are you going to look at it and be like was it worse was it's it worth it in death. the middle of a it's a preventable death and it, yeah. I, I understand there's a lot of money at stake and I guess for a lot of people they would think well billions of dollars coming in and players getting paid and all the you know all the other people I understand there are trade-offs but it just seems like sports are an optional activity for sure. And I, I think people should maybe, you know, I see those players opting out and those morons who are giving people a hard time about opting out. And I'm just like, you've got to be crazy. You know, like this is an optional activity for one thing. And for another thing, having, you have to, like you're having a baby, like Mike Trout's having a baby. That's I so much more important than anything, love, more than any job, whatever your job is. I hope Trout opts out, to be honest. I love, oh, they, the Angels are going to, like, hold them at gunpoint. They're not going to let them opt out. But I just love all these people are, like, so mad players aren't playing for their entertainment when they've been working from home this entire time and, like, aren't leaving their house. Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah. 
Well, I'm an essential worker, so I go to work. But, you know. <laughs> did you know they actually did say that real estate is an essential function, which I thought was a little strange. <laughs> it is like, I don't certainly think strange. I get like how it could be, but it yeah, that, that's a little yeah. bit of a stretch. It's um, a little bit of a stretch, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you, I, I kind of honestly couldn't tell you if it happened this week, but Ryan, you probably know. Uh, did you guys see what Brock Holt said about like his? Oh, uh, I completely his, forgot to include yeah, that. Why he opted in or has not opted out yet? No, that, I didn't see that. It. What was it? That was a huge like teller of what's going on so, with that that mid tier to lower tier baseball player. But Ryan, I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Brock Holt did an interview and he basically said that he's not comfortable playing. But he's going to play this year because he's a free agent at the end of the year. And he's worried that if he opts out, that's going to be it for his career. So there, someone pointed out that of all the people who have opted out so far, minus Joe Ross and Michael Kopech, all of them have earned at least $90 million in their career. So like they're all established people who've gotten their money and they have nothing to worry about. But you have all these guys who are good players but who are facing uncertain futures because they think if they opt out, that's it for them, and they can't financially afford that, and that sucks. It yep. does suck, but, you know, it kind of mirrors what's going on in the rest of the country, too. I mean, look, at who's, yeah. who has to go to work are people who live paycheck to paycheck. Like, you got to yeah. go to work. You can't just stay home and be safe. And if you've got a nice white-collar job where you can do your job from home, or even if you can't, you've got plenty of money and you can afford to take some time off, then you're fine. And if you can't, then you're going out to work. Yep. But Bill's got to be paid. I know. It, it's, it's, it sucks, to be honest. And it's, we mentioned it before, like the people that can afford in multiple ways in one, not just monetarily, but um, the people that can afford to opt out will or most likely will, and the ones that can't are going to be forced to play. And Brock Holt's one of them. So hearing him speak up was nice, but also it's just like, dang, like that, that sucks because he's, he's right. If he doesn't play this year, I mean, he probably, no one's going to sign him next year. And he, he's a valuable, yes, he's not top tier, but he's a valuable piece to uh, any team. He's can, he's a Swiss army knife. He can play any position. So in the, look at the free agents. Now there's still some very valuable free agents that aren't getting jobs. So you think, if Brock Holt opts out uh, this year, doesn't play this year, a team's going to jump to sign him next year? Probably not. So Probably it not. stinks. It stinks. There's a lot of guys out there who don't have jobs right now. A lot. A lot. Not just in baseball. Yeah, that's very true. So who should the Nats go out and get, and why is it Brian Dozier? No. Okay, stop, stop that no. right now. Stop that right now. I knew that was going to be at the end. I thought it was going to be at the end. No. <laughs> I've been waiting the whole time. I'm like, how am I going to work this into conversation so I can get <laughs> you guys all riled up? Okay. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. That's enough. That's enough Brian Dozier talk. <laughs> all right. Um, what should we do next? Do you want to move on to the predictions, or we got anything else to talk about before we... Let's get into the predictions. All right, let's do it. So let's start with Rookie of the Year. Yeah, it seems like a logical place to start. Who wants to go first? Oh, boy, oh, All boy. All right, Ryan, you go first. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> ah, all right, so Rookie of the Year, I thought long and hard about this. Um, and I'm, I'm starting off strong. I'm starting off strong in the National League. I am going 
with the team that literally always has the rookie of the year. They just pump these dudes out like they pump out babies. I'm going with Gavin Lux of the Dodgers. That was my Um, pick. It's everyone's pick. He's like, I think he's like the odds on favorite. So it's a rather basic pick going Gavin Lux, but that's okay. I'm excited. All right. Um, and then AL, I'm also going basic. I think this kid's going to be the real freaking deal. Um, I'm going Luis Robert out of the Chicago White Sox. The dude's going to be an absolute stud. Damn, yeah. I should have gone first because you took both of mine. So <laughs> now, well, I'll think of I'll I'll pick somebody else while Nick gives us his prediction. Okay, that sounds good. So Gavin Lux was the obvious pick, but I did have a backup one just in case. Uh, and now his name is escaping me. Um, so I'll start. <laughs> with, I'll start in the AL. Um, with the AL, uh, Luis Robert is a great pick. I'm going to go to a pitcher just because I think that's where we're going to see these young guys really fill in. Granted, we could see them in the lineup too, but um, I think you're going to see <clears throat> the younger pitchers make their way into the league. So I'm going to go Casey Mize with the Tigers just because that is that team stinks. No offense, Monty. Um, but that team stinks, and they're going to need reason for people to – you know, tune well, tune in. I guess I can't go to the games, but I think Casey Mize is it. Uh, his stuff is dirty. I believe he was the number one pick last year. Um, so I, I think he's uh, good to go. My uh, quote-unquote backup is Wander Franco for the Rays. The only reason I didn't go with him from the start is because the Rays are very good, so I don't know if he slots into a spot. Um, but that would be my backup. And for the NL, um, Again, I do think it's Gavin Lux. Um, I don't think it's going to be Carter Keboom. Sorry, Nats fans. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, but, again, uh, kind of a similar vein. Um, I'm going to go Mitch Keller with the Pirates. Ooh. Same thing. Uh, oh, that's it, a fun it, one. It's not a team that has a lot going for it, and they're going to want – and you might as well get your young guys up and experience to see what they got, kind of like the Nats did – not saying the Nats did it right, but kind of like the Nats did with uh, um, Giolito and Lopez when they were shopping them. They were, we now know they were called up because um, other to show other teams how they fared against major league hitting. Um, so I'm not saying Mitch Keller is a, a trade candidate or Casey Mize for that matter, but it's just you might as well see what they got since the season might not matter anyways because it might get canceled. So those are my picks. All right. I like it. I wanted one uh, little surprising one there. Okay, I'm going to go starting with the you – know, I'm going to go Lazardo. sitting here looking through all of the people. and You mean the guy that the just options. tested positive for COVID? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's – he, he did it before the season started, so he's likely going to be back and have a chance to play. I'm, that's why I mean, I'm picking him. Yeah, I, I guess I can't blame you because that would be a, a good pick too, but – I actually I, think that he might have a better shot because other guys might go down during the season with COVID, yeah, and that would nice scuttle spin, their though. chances. Well done. So there you go. I'm, I'm going with him. Um, looking at all these people for the um, – how about Dylan Carlson, Cardinal? Do you know I'm looking at numbers him, here. Did you just take, did you <laughs> did you know, I'm just sitting here. I'm reading because I had to go get a backup. So, you know, Ryan stole mine. But I'm just That's looking. Fair. 
He, uh, I don't know. He's, uh, I've got to pick somebody. So he seems like an interesting <laughs> candidate. I don't know anything much about him, but I think we're going to see a lot of young guys this year, not only because of opt-outs, but I think you're going to see a lot of people go down with COVID. So mm -hmm. if the season actually progresses past the first few weeks, I think we're going to see more and more people we maybe didn't expect to see. Probably. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So what's our next one? We had, we did rookie of the year. How about manager of the year? Um, I'll go first. We can on this stick one. with this. Yeah, you go first. first on this one. Ryan okay. can't steal everybody's every time. <laughs> so honestly, can't. I th who won last year? Was it Bob Melvin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not happening again this year. This year, <laughs> the guy who has deserved it the past two years is going to get it, and that's Kevin Cash with the Rays. I can't wait to see. Should we get through all sixty games? I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, the guy is a genius in the making. If he's not one already. So I'm excited to see what he does. And in the NL, I think just because it's going to be a short sample size and I don't know that any of those fringe teams make a run, I'm just going to go Dave Roberts because I think the Dodgers end up having the best record, so I think they're just going to give it to him. All right, Ryan, what do you got? Um, in the National League, I am going David Bell of the Reds. I think the Reds yeah, have a good pretty one. good season. I think that gets him some votes. Um, and then in the American League, I am going Rocco Baldelli of the Twins. Oh. Um, I almost went Madden of the Angels, but I think Madden is an incredibly overrated coach. But if Mike Trout plays this year, I think the Angels do make a pretty solid run. But I'm just playing it safe in the AL, and I'm going Twins, Baldelli, manager of the year. I like it. All right. Thank you. I am going to go, even though I loathe okay. them. <laughs> is I'm going to go Aaron Boone because I think yeah, the Yankees safe. are far and away the best team in the AL and I think they're going to stomp all over everyone and they're having a really weird run of things going on right now um, you know they've got obviously Chapman tested positive for COVID and the judge seems like he's hurt again so <clears> if they actually manage to pull pull it off you know whoever last year with so many injuries and they had yeah, like just the same numbers anyway hurt. Mm -hmm. They are, and we didn't even touch on the stuff with Judge. I know we're in the middle of predictions right now, but man, is that like a China in a bull shop? That he's just too he big. Just yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's uh, he it shouldn't really, be an outfielder anymore for sure. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you should just make him a make him a DH. I don't know, but I think it's a weird situation. So that's what I'm going, and then I'm going super boring. I'm going to go to because I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a Dodgers Yankees World Series. So there's a little sneak peek at my other predictions. That and will be Commissioner's wet dream. Dodgers Yankees <laughs> World Series. I read somewhere that was so interesting. It was like nine percent of all World Series that have ever happened have been Yankees Dodgers. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. It is. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, Cy Young? Cy Young. All right. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Yes. Amanda, why don't you go first? This since, is... since Ryan and All I right. Um, uh, okay. Sounds good. Uh, National League, Jack Flaherty. Ooh, go on. I always win him. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Any particular reason I think, why? I uh, think... He's a young pitcher. He's got a lot of. He's going to be. A, he's going to be really impressive. I think he's. He's poised to have a really good. In a normal year, I think he would have had a spectacular year, if he can stay healthy and and actually complete the season. I think it's for him. And then, AL. 
I want to go Garrett Cole, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Clevenger. I, hmm. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you go next. Yeah. So this one's really exciting because anyone can win this award. Um, if you literally just have five or six good starts, you're in the conversation. Even a reliever can win this just because the year is so weird. Yeah, that's a good point. But I just have a hard, I have a hard time betting against these people. Um, oh, National League, I'm going Jacob DeGrom. Dang he is the it. best pitcher in baseball, and he is going to have an ERA under one this year. His splits in 12 games over the last three years are absolutely ludicrous. Like, he is so good. I just have a hard time going against them, and I say he gets the three-peat. And then the American League, I'm going boring. Also, if he put up the numbers he put up on the Houston Astros last year in New York, he would have been the MVP conversation because it's the Yankees. I think he's absolutely lights out in uh, Yankee Stadium this year. So I'm going Garrett Cole in the AL. I just I have a hard time going against them too. They're the two best pitchers in baseball. I almost picked Cole, but I figured you guys would have that, so I wanted to do something different. Just, it's just hard betting against them. It is. It's hard because really, you just like I, I, I said to myself, I was like, well, if you're gonna go Yankees Dodgers for the Manager of the Year in the World Series, you got to do something else. <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. Um, so truth be told, I did have Jacob Degrom. I think that's a shoe in. Uh, whatever those odds are, put your money down on that because I think that's as close to a lock as you can get. Uh, but since Ryan went to ground, I want to go someone else. So I'll go to my runner-up, or at least predicting this year, and that's Walker Bueller. I think this Almost guy is I thought about that. Too. He was my pick after Flaherty. Yeah, I think he is on the cusp, and, uh, you know, MLB voters love that best player, best pitcher, best team type thing. And I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, even still, um, like with all the opt-outs and whatnot. So uh, I, I'm going to go Walker Bueller, if not Jacob DeGrom. And then the AL. So my thing with the Yankees, and a man, I know you weren't here last week. I just don't think they're going to be as advertised. I think, a lot, at least in Yankees fans' mind, certainly they think Garrett Cole puts them over the top, which it certainly helps. I mean, no team gets worse adding Garrett Cole. But I think, one – the Yankees just aren't as good uh, like last, as last year or as advertised. And two, I think Garrett Cole struggles. I mean, yeah, he became this dominant pitcher in Houston, <clears throat> but he also had very notable struggles in Pittsburgh um, for a while. And who knows what the Astros were doing with their pitchers and, and whatnot. And I'm not saying Garrett Cole's not good. Or, or anything like that. He certainly is. That stuff plays no matter what. I just don't think he, he's as good as advertised, and I think he struggles. So my pick for the AL Cy Young, a uh, couple of options. Two people I were thinking of are from the Rays, Charlie Morton and Tyler, Tyler Glass now. Because, again, for the season, That's good it, options. it's 60 games. And, I mean, if you stay healthy and make your schedule starts, you might get 10 starts. So, like Ryan said, it's really anyone's award, and and a reliever could win it as well. Um, But I'm going to go another guy who I think is on the cusp of being an ace, like elite pitcher if he's not already, and that's Shane Bieber. Um, I I think he is a dominant, dominant pitcher, and he made that decision to trade away Corey Kluber a lot easier for the Indians. 
not that the Indians care about winning or, or their team or anything, but uh, I think Shane Bieber wins it for the Yale. Nice. That's a fun one. So a couple of comments. Um, <coughs> one is, in Yankees fans' minds, everything puts them over the top. So I don't know if it's unique in that way. But um, I also feel like what they do with pitchers in Houston is like sorcery. You know, they take guys that are just okay or, you know, are good, and they take them down there and they become something yeah, that, more than that was what they had been. always the, the trend. Because, like, you look at Justin Verlander, they got him from a trade, and he wasn't very good in Detroit when, like, before he got traded. Yeah. Garrett Cole was kind of like damaged goods, and then they made him an ace. Um, there's another so, guy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're doing down there in yeah, Houston, who, who but knows? you know, those cheating ass cheaters are probably cheating somehow. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know if Garrett Cole's going to. Well, be Garrett Cole's also like 26 or 27 when he went there, so like, it, yeah. it could have just been him figuring out. But there's a lot of pretty suspicious things that happen with their pitchers. Yeah, like the spin rate increase is absurd. Like there's weird mm-hmm. stuff going on, and I don't. I I think that the culture. Oh, Charlie Morton was, was the other guy. That, I forgot Charlie Morton played for the Astros like just oh, two years ago. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, so I just I don't know. I everything right now to me, I don't trust the, anything the Astros do, and anything that seems super out of the ordinary like that. And that's that's a whole different conversation. But I don't sure. think Garrett Cole I, – I agree with you that I think Garrett Cole could have a little bit of a regression this year. I don't think he's going to be as dominant in New York this year as he was last year in, in Houston. Yep. But we shall see. Okay, what's left on our list? Oh, the granddaddy MVP. of them all. MVP. MVP. So whose turn is it to go first? It's Ryan's turn again. Yeah, yeah. Um. God, my picks suck. They're so boring. Again, I just, <laughs> I can't, I just, I can't go against him. Like, anyone can win this award. Like, more than likely, some random guy like Trey Mancini is going to win this. But I just, well, he has the, cancer, so I don't think he's going to win, Ryan. Well, um, he can do anything. He said so. anyone, anyone. Okay. <laughs> um. So in the American League, I am going Mike Trout. Again, I just uh, I can't go against Mike Trout, especially like now that he has Rendon in the lineup. Like he was putting up stupid numbers with no protection, he now has protection in the lineup, so he will go off. National League again, rather boring pick, but um, this guy in his career, he starts off mad hot. I talked about it last week. Um, oh no! Oh I no! Almost, you're gonna do it, aren't you? I no. almost Mookie oh, bats, man, but. Whatever, <laughs> whatever he does in his off-season workout works. He comes out mad hot, and I'm going Bryce. There's no time for him to hit his normal June-July slump because it's just a 60-game sprint, and he comes out mad hot out of the gate. So I'm going Bryce for the NL. Yeah, um, my pick is Bryce is as well. Uh, yeah, that's okay. not even. I'm not even gonna give it back up because I think it is absolutely Bryce's award. Like, look back at the first 30 games of the season for Bryce's career, probably, um, and he always starts out hot. And then once you hit, you know, June, July, that's when he hits a slump, and it kind of like you know evens out after that. But he always, always starts out hot. And I think we we've seen with even um, like the catcher cams that are coming out; those are awesome, by the way. But you just see. Uh, you see more like hitters taking pitchers deep than like pitchers like obviously in midseason form because pitching takes a while to come back. So I think Bryce absolutely goes on a tear. 
AO, it, it's just really hard to bet against Mike Trout. Ryan put it perfectly. He has protection now, and not that that matters because he's freaking Mike Trout. Um, so I, I think it's Mike Trout. I can give you a couple dark horses, but it wouldn't be genuine because it's All right, Mike, give a Mike dark Trout horse court. just for the sake of mixing it up. Oh, man, you got me by surprise. Um, I think the biggest one, I it's actually, it is kind of a surprise, and it is a dark horse, but he has... Oh, I'll let you guys guess. He has won an MVP award before. Juan Soto. <laughs> no, this is for the AL. <laughs> AL. Any guesses? Uh, no. Okay, I'll give you a hint. No. He just switched teams this year. AL There's just been not teams. enough baseball. Like, or too long of a break for me. Okay. To to All right, another hint. Uh, there was a huge campaign to get him to DC. Oh, Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. I think oh, okay. he, he's one that could, uh, you know, just have a hot streak. And, uh, and again, it, it's that MLB voters, you know, they love the best player, best team thing. And I think the Twins are going to be very good. So I think Donaldson could be, you know, best player, best team, and get some votes. So okay. Dark Horse, but I like it. it. All right. Um, I am going to go... I actually thought about going Ronald Acuna. <laughs> just it wouldn't be a bad guess. Pick. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad, but I and I think I'm going to go with Christian Yelich. I like it for the NL. I I think you know before he got hurt last year, he I think he would have been, absolutely 100% would have been the MVP. And he, so he I don't been know. Regardless, I think, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that is a different conversation, and just to. All right, I'm going to go kind of like, I want to do something different than everybody else has done. I'm going to go Austin Meadows. Mm. I like that. Wow. Mm. I, I can see that. My only thing is. I think the Rays are going to be really, really good. I, agree. I can see it. I can My see it. My only thing with him is he, well, at least last year, he kind of spent like 50% in the field, 50% at DH. So it'll be interesting to see if the voters give the DH position, like you know, the credibility it deserves. Because I know the one year that, uh, oh God, what's the guy's name for uh, Boston the DH? Why can't I think of his name? Dave Ortiz. No, the new one. JD Martinez. JD Martinez. Yeah, <laughs> with the his for his first year in Boston, he had that insane year, but he was just a DH and he got no votes. Granted, he had Mookie Betts on his team, but. Uh, he got no votes, and he was pretty outspoken about that. Uh, so my one thing with Austin Well, the Meadows DH is, isn't a real position, so. You're not real, that. man. Yeah, you're not a real position. <laughs> yeah, no so anyway, I don't know. I think the Rays are going to be. Is essential, it's not. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I am completely with you there. So, yeah, I don't know. I think the Rays are going to be really fun to watch. I I don't know. I like I said. I think probably the Yankees pull it out, but maybe not. I mean, maybe they have so many injuries and COVID stuff and weird stuff happen. But the Rays are going to be a force to be reckoned with. I agree. Uh, I mean, just to segue before we get into our bold predictions, Amanda, you missed last week's episode. Do you? So do you want to do a quick prediction? Uh, your prediction for the AL and NL East, how that shakes out? Um, okay. Let me think. So. AL and NL East. So I think for the AL East, and I'm going to go Yankees, which is boring, yep. mm-hmm. but I think that's probably what's going to happen. NL East, I think it's going to be the Nats or the Braves 
and it's going to be really close. And whichever one of those two doesn't win the division will be the wild will be a wild card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I went Rays for the East. I think Ryan went Yankees. Yeah, I for the NL And then for the NL East, I went Mets. But I, I told you guys that before. Uh, I just think it's one of those years, especially in this mm -mm. dense season. I can see it just going all the Mets way, um, even though we know the Mets to be, you know, that dumpster fire of a team. Um, and I think yeah. Ryan went Braves, so I guess you and, and Ryan are on the Braves. Yeah, I'll go Nats then, just to be different, so we don't have the same. No, uh, well, there's there you go, being Homer again. You haven't been Homer. I while. haven't Homered a single yeah, time say, tonight. I didn't pick yeah. any. I no, could have gone you, Soto for the MVP, and I said Acuna. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And you could have gone Max or Steven uh, Strasburg for the to Cy Young. But yeah, I was going to say yeah. you haven't Homered in a while. I think you're losing your touch. Maybe. Are you, are you maybe, or just, okay? just, Do you have COVID-like symptoms? <laughs> is that is one of the symptoms no longer being a homer for your team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must be. Loss of your sense of homerism. Yeah, so. exactly. No, I actually really can't see the Nats pulling it out. I, I don't know oh, that it's a given. Absolutely. But I also think that all of this that we're doing right now is stupid because we have no idea who's going to opt out You're or stupid. who's going to get COVID or which team's going to have an outbreak. And all of this, and we probably don't get to the end of the season anyway. So, well, we're gonna go. keep going. An exercise forward. in futility. We're gonna keep going forward until they say no more season. So, let's move on to That's bold fun. predictions. All right, Nick, let's give us your bold predictions. What are we doing? How many? Really hot, hot, hot. Um. So we'll do three. We'll just do one at a time. Um. I have. We didn't make this a rule, but I have one Nats one, and then two kind of like. So the way I did, I did one Nats, one AL, and one NL. Um, okay. So just that's kind of how I did it. You guys are more than free to do it the way you want. So my bold prediction, it's a hot take, and it probably won't happen. But, you know, that that's no fun. So my bold prediction, the Yankees missed the playoffs. Ooh, I like Ooh. that just because I want it to happen. I, I think – it's it's it too short of a season. So, like Ryan said, I think last week or whenever that sixty game season was announced, it only takes a, a, a hot stretch for a team to sneak their way in the playoffs. And I think the Yankees get off to a slow start, and then there just isn't enough time to to get back to it. If it was a hundred sixty two game season, the Yankees are a lock, and I can admit that. But just because of the short season and the slow start, I think they get out to. I think they missed the playoffs. So that's my first one. All right. What you got Amanda? next? Amanda, you're next. Oh, are we going round robin here? Okay. Yeah. My, I've got Nats, my Nats one here. I do have one that's Nats related. My bold prediction is more wishful thinking than anything else, but it's <laughs> Soto signs a huge contract extension. <laughs> oh, that's Ronald just, Acuna that's just not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. It's wishful thinking. <laughs> oh man. What would a so we know Acuna's contract was more a product of he was a young guy that took advantage of that and he didn't get paid what he could have gotten, but he obviously you don't blame him because he's a younger guy. He locks up security. Same thing with Ozzy Albies, who he needs to fire his agent for accepting that deal. Um, but now what we know about Juan Soto, and presumably he gets through, you know, 60 games of this season should it be completed. What do you think a Soto contract would be like? 
Well, considering the fact that his agent Scott Boris a lot. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep, <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, four hundred million. Beep, beep. That's me backing up the Brinks truck. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, I I can see it, and especially if he has another year or two. Like right. I mean, we've still got you know he's still going to well, be with the Nats for quite a while. If he has another, yeah. yeah, I mean if he's if he has another year or two or pulls an MVP here, which I can see happening. I don't think it's going to be this year, like, but I I, I see an MVP in his future. Wow, bold. <laughs> there, there you go. There's my second one. I see an MVP in his future. <laughs> How old is he? He's 22, right? Uh, he's 21. Right. 21. Is he, yeah, that's right. Nats, he is only 21. If you're the Nats, why not just offer him seven years, 180 million? He opts, or he his contract is 29, and you get him for cheap. Because yes, you get him for cheap, but the Nats get two more years of him making league minimum, and then three years of arbitration where he won't touch 20 million, and that allows him the flexibility to secure Trey, oh, keep paying the pitchers, and paying other people. Yeah. I know it's just annoying because I, I just, I'm tired of people walking away from me, man. Me too. That's why I made that my prediction. I'm willing it <laughs> into existence. It's like all all the players I've gotten attached to just left to a different team, so I'm just not gonna let myself do that with Soto. Before this year started, and like it's I too like, late, Ryan. <laughs> I, I certainly feel differently now, but before this year started, like after Bryce left, obviously it just felt like a, a void, and we don't have to talk about Bryce, but it was just like so hard to attached to another player and whatnot. So the first I, cut is I the deepest. I don't want that. Yeah. God, if they did exactly. if, if they did win the World <laughs> Series and then Rendon last oh, year after Bryce left, oh my God, I've been I would have been so Can mad. you imagine if Strauss Oh yeah, too? it's actually really oh interesting God. as a thought exercise. Like what would it have been like if we lost Rendon in the offseason and they hadn't just won a World Series? Like oh, I would have like, been I don't even know. I would have been the hottest of messes. I would have been so pissed off. The World Series makes it okay because you're like, yeah we just won the World Series with them he did everything he did here like that's okay no world series you just look at the fact that like they wasted daniel murphy bryce harper and rendon's prime for nothing i would have been furious yeah but you're right a world series kind of fixes everything yeah just, um, winning heels those silence winning heels all right did we get whose turn is it uh it's my turn. did we get riots so i did I did three kind of general ones. I can switch one to the Nats. But my first one is at least two players will hit over 400 this year. Like there that. are many, 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 many players who have a 60-game stretch where they hit high 300s. Um, Cody Bellinger had a 60-game stretch where he hit like 430 last year. It's the only reason why he finished hitting above 300s because after that he had like 260 or whatever. So I think two players will hit over 400 this year. We're doing this a snake a snake style draft. So I'll just hit my second one, and that is Pete Alonso will lead the major leagues in home runs with 30. 30 in. 60 games? He's going to hit 30 and 60 wow. games. Because, wow. Because. Steroids. Well, I don't know. He's just a big boy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big boy. Um, you're adding in the fact that they're playing at Camden. They're playing at Yankee Stadium. They're playing in the Trop. The entire American League East is very hitter-friendly ballparks, and especially the fact that pitching is going to lag hitting to start the year. 
Big boy Pete Alonso, I think he feasts and hits 30 home runs. I like it. Only player who hits over 25. He hits 30. All right. Hmm. Interesting. I like it. Okay. I've got my next hot take. Are you ready? My Or bold prediction? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Our hot takes. Bold prediction. Go for it. Okay. Aaron Judge doesn't play this season. Um, that's not that bold because he has like <laughs> one full season in his career. The guy's like 6'9". No, but I'm saying hurt. doesn't play at all, not doesn't play the whole season. Doesn't well, his, play his at all. He got scratched already for neck stiffness. Did he just opt out or something? Like, no, no. He, <laughs> just didn't, he just got scratched for like they said neck stiffness, but he had that like weird phantom injury all year last year. The guy's fragile. He had surgery. He didn't have yeah, I know. Injury. That's what I'm saying. He's he's he's. But it's always something. No, but I don't it, think but it's ever... not a phantom injury if you actually like get it treated. Well, a phantom Jacoby is the wrong Ellsbury word. I mean, I'm saying like injury. that nebulous injury would have been a better word. Like you know, he had surgery, yeah. but it doesn't seem to have helped or fixed whatever it is because he hasn't really been able to, you know, get in on practices very much, and he wasn't even able to swing a bat for a while. And then today or yesterday, they said he opted out for neck stiffness after saying he was ready to play in an intra-squad game. So, I don't know. I think there's something more going on that they don't want to admit, and he's not going to play. I can see it. Um, my one for – I'll do my one for the AL, so that way I can finish my uh, one with my one for the Nats. My one for the AL, it's not that bold, but I, I – oh, wait, no, I, I did my AL one. I, I messed up. I messed up. I did two AL ones. All right, so quick Damn one it, for, Nick. Damn for it. the NL. For the NL, non-top McGee, I'm so sorry. Uh, again, not that bold, but sort of bold, I guess. Uh, Braves missed the playoffs as well. Uh, They're overrated. Braves Yeah. Braves are very overrated. Yeah. Um, so we, I kind of alluded to it last week. The Freddie Freeman thing is huge. Um, and by all accounts, like you've seen his wife say on Twitter as well, um, his case of COVID is pretty severe. So I, I think even if he does recover, which I, I hope he does, I don't wish any, you know, opposing players harm or anything. I just think he's going to opt out. <clears throat> I don't think he's going to find it worth it to play this year. Um, oh, Nick Marquez did opt out. Oh, did he? So yeah. There, there's another one. Oh. Uh, that's more pressure on Acuna because obviously not so much protection. I don't know if they're going to still bat him lead off or not, uh, but certainly something to think about and putting a lot of pressure on that young kid. It's not – Always going to work out. Shout out Juan Soto. Um, so I think the Braves miss the playoffs, and their fans will go crazy. <laughs> yeah, that would be, I mean, after all the talk about the Nats not winning a playoff series, it would be rather rich to watch them lose in the first round one year and then miss the playoffs the next yeah. year. Oh, so since it is a snake style, I guess that goes back to me. Um, so my final one obviously is my Nats one and again, kind of bold, but not really, but Patrick Corbin's going to be the best pitcher for us this year. Not bold. He's, he's oh. the best. Not bold. I, I, I like that. I think it's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it, I like, think it's, bold, it, it's not, Mike. thank you, but it's <laughs> not that he's like not good. And it's a surprise. Like if I had said Anibal Sanchez is the best pitcher for us, you would automatically think, well, what happened to Max Strauss and Patrick Corbin? Like, did they die? Did they opt out? Um, but I, I think COVID when, got everybody. When I say Corbin's the best pitcher for us, I mean he is elite, and it's not because Strauss or Max like faltered. 
I just think he elevates to a different level this year and has a good, you know, nine, ten starts or stretch that elevates him to that, you know, conversation of who is our ace? Is it Max or Strauss? No, is it Max Strauss or Corbin? Yeah, I like that. Although that kind of comes into my next one, which maybe isn't, is it my turn? Uh, yes, this is your last one. Maybe isn't that bold, but I think the Nats are going to have the best rotation, the best starting rotation in baseball. I that, think the numbers are going to have that's, the Nats. That's not bold. Yes. Literally, that exists. Well, that's not even a predict- prediction. That's just a fact. <laughs> <I know. laughs> fact. Breaking news. No, I, you know, I, I, all right, Ryan, I have a bold, bold prediction. Bold prediction. COVID, right, right. really bad. <laughs> really bad. Sucks. It's, well, actually, yeah, that's not that my bad, friend but. who works for Dr. Scholl's on Facebook said it's not, so I don't know, man. Dr. You might Scholl's be wrong. Like the, 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 like the foot support? Yes, I'm making fun of all those Facebook boomers who think they know more than a freaking doctor. Oh, I see. They're also tougher than the sun. I saw a meme the other day that cracked me up that was like, that's really interesting, but I think I'm going to listen to doctors and not the guy you went to high school with who says sheeple a lot. <laughs> like that's so weird every doctor says it's bad but the guy who barely passed science in high school says it's no big deal <laughs> exactly the guy who does watches youtube videos and calls it research <laughs> all right Ryan, anyway yes so i did not do a nats one i kind of just went generic okay. but this one it might be the boldest hot take that anyone has the entire season and postseason is played. I can wow. see it. I can see it just because, you know, MLB can just be like, you turn a blind eye. <laughs> They've certainly done that already. No. Something bad's going to happen to derail it all, but I hope you're right, but I don't think you are. Yeah. I'm excited to see what our um, postseason predictions are next week, though. I'm sure we'll get some, well, maybe we'll get some dissent in that, but. No yeah. reason. It's always not more to fun go. when there's dissent. Right, but there's no reason not to go like crazy. Like obviously, if it's a 162 game season, like last year, I think we all picked like Yankees and Dodgers. Which shocker! Like we're picking again, but uh, <laughs> but for this uh, year, but yep. for this year, Every it's just year. such a short sample size. Like anyone, it's really anyone's game. I'm going wild. I'm going full. I'm going wild, wild too. There's no reason not to. Send it, baby. The world's ending. Might as well. <laughs> Raid Nationals. Nationals in four. <laughs> There's my homerism. You're welcome. Yeah. There we go. Save it for next All week. All right. We've got not very many questions this week. You guys are slackers. Throwing that out there. Also, it might be that we didn't ask until like two hours ago. Yeah, what's so there? Like, have more busy. stuff going on? To do. I was busy. And by we, I mean Nick. So. Busy. Under the bus with you. Uh-huh. Anyway, we've got one from at Nationals Post. It says, instead of calling the awards the AL and NL MVP, who should baseball name each respective award after? So I like this. Mike Trout, Barry Bonds. Um, yeah, so the National League, obviously you have to go with the guy who's won more MVPs than anyone else in Major League Baseball, and that's not close. Barry Bonds, Mr. Seven-Time MVP. Um, he is now... It's now the Barry Bonds Awards for the National League. In the American League, you go Ted Williams just because he's a GOAT. He, like um, yeah, he's won two in his career, but he's, he's, he's Ted Williams. Like, yeah, I mean, people know him, him as an all-time yeah. great still, yeah. which is fine. All right, what do you got, Nick? Mike Trout, Barry Bonds. 
No, my chat my no All right. Um, I've decided since we're, we're I'm just going to go a little off the reservation here. I'm going to just have one combined award for MVP instead of one for each league because there's no goddamn difference in the leagues anymore. So <laughs> they don't deserve their own. It's pretty weird they each did their own awards. I was going to go Bartolo Colon since he played for so many teams and he's a oh legend, but I don't like cheaters. So I'm going with legend Danny Espinoza, who played in both leagues. They're going to say Danny DeVito for a second. <laughs> oh, well, he's also legendary, but in a different way. <laughs> yep, yep, legendary facial hair aficionado Danny Espinoza. That's my pick. Best second baseman in his history. <laughs> there you go. All right, and the next one, the next one is not a question. It's just Finch's prediction for our predictions episode, and the prediction is Monty will never be on the podcast. So it's not it's not a prediction. Um, it's more of a scientific fact. So like there, just just like Amanda did just a second ago, it's not a prediction if it already exists. Exactly. So like, exactly. there's not three laws of physics. There's four. Um, Newton just discovered that the pretty four sure there's more than four. Um, there's law of physics. That's what he said. Yeah, there's Newton has three laws of physics. Newton has three laws of physics. Especially um, since you said Newton afterwards. <laughs> okay, and the fourth one is uh, thou shall not have Monty on the pod. So sorry, Monty. Commandments <laughs> now. Wow, it's interesting that the fourth law of physics is is biblical. <laughs> Yeah, don't and never have Monty on the pod. <laughs> yeah. um, under under the First Amendment of the Constitution, it's like one B. Uh, Monty shall never come on the podcast. One B. Wow. That it was like a Monty not on the podcast stays not on the podcast. Maybe we could do something like that. Oh god. Anyway, so <laughs> on that note, anything else before we wrap it up? I do have one note, um, and the, maybe I'll make it a, a segment, a short segment for the end of the, each podcast. Just my random thought of the day. Camden Yards, way too nice of a ballpark to have a crap team like the Orioles. Nick's random Amen, thought of brother. the day. I love Amen. that park, man. I absolutely it's love that. It's a fabulous park. It really is. It's still the whole, so the whole area around it is awesome. It, it, it holds up. So I don't know. I think it's 20 years old, maybe a little bit older than that. I could be completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's still on that. one of the best parks. It, it holds up. It really holds up. And you look at Nats Park. When I told Ryan this. When Nats Park first unveiled, whenever it was, 2009, um, like I thought it was like the bee's knees. I thought it was amazing. And now looking at it, what, 11 years later, I'm like, oh, man, can we get a new one? Can we get a redo? Like, there's just no there's no defining features about Nats Park. There's nothing special about it. Uh, there's a lot of, like, obstructive views. Like, if you come in from the home play gate, you have to walk all the way, like, to right field before you see the field. Like, it, it's just a lot of obstructive views. Like, there's nothing <coughs> special about it. Wow. Uh, Ryan made a great point, like, when it first opened, you could see, like, all the, the monuments in the background, but now they have apartment buildings blocking it. So it's just, there's nothing special about it. Yeah, they kind of, like, so Except I've seen the... Except for the team that plays there. They're special. Except for the team that plays there. There's been a lot of, like, the lists that have come out lately. Nats Park's been either at the bottom or in the middle. There were um, 20th in the one I, I saw that spurred that thought. 
Yeah, and so it just seems like they don't take care of the park. And I went to a Nats game with a couple of my friends, and one of them was from Philly, and he was, like, just down in the weekend. He was like, how old is this ballpark? And I was like, 2008. And he was, like, shocked that I was only 10 years old just because, like, it looked so much older. And I was like, yeah, don't look at the the division signs because they're absolutely rotted away, and you can't even read them anymore. Which, by the way, they thankfully um, replaced right before the playoffs this year. But Oh, we didn't talk about how the World Series sign is smaller than everything else. They've added like five cents. Everyone complained how small it was. Typical That's net. fine. They can just put them up everywhere so everywhere <laughs> yeah. you sit, Nat's you can be, be reminded. As Ken Rosenthal says, Nat's going to Nat's. Nat's. Nats. But mm-hmm. that's all I got. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think I like it. We'll, we'll make a Nick's random thought of the day at the end of each. You know what grinds my gears? That's going to be our new thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just dropped the bee's knees. So. You did. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. <laughs> and let me tell you why it's Michael A. Taylor. <laughs> I almost did Michael A. Taylor for naming the award, but I was like, yeah, I need a guy who played in both leagues. So I went Espinosa. That would have been pretty funny if you said Michael A. Taylor. I was going to try to work Dozier in there again, but, you know, I can't yeah. do too much. Don't try to do too much. Came and went. <laughs> Came and went. All right. So I think that is it for us. Are we done? Yep. We're good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it as always. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can follow Nick at halfshackcap. You can follow Ryan at DCNatchack and the show at Half Street High Heat. We will come at you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs> There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later let's go Nats we've got a game to play we're gonna win today let's go Nats we're gonna score for score we're gonna win for sure so call your local congressman we need another monument the Nats are rolling on the win for old D.C. let's go Nats by the early light of dawn, well you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go Nats We've got a game to play, we're gonna win today Let's go
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.